I like it when butter is soft enough so that it spreads easily on your bread. But when you take butter out from the fridge, while it is still very cold, experience will tell you what. If I try to put it on a nice soft white slice of bread, it's going to tear the bread. My poor slice of bread will not hold my jelly. The environment that the butter finds itself in causes it to be hard or causes it to be soft. However, the essence of the butter is still the same. In a similar way, the gospel of Christ is like butter. The environment it finds itself in determines how it will be received. Will it be received as a soft, spreadable form easily applied to the hearer? Or as a hard spread that tends to tear at the hearer when delivered? The lesson is called The Church Like Christ, Spreading the Message. The three points are the same message, lovingly shared, and different results. So the first point in the church like Christ spreading the message is the same message. Whether trying to evangelize someone or encouraging someone who is already a Christian, there is an important focal point, and that is Jesus and his message. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these have been written that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and believing you may have life in his name. John chapter, 7, John chapter 20, verses 30 through 31. The message points toward belief in Christ. And belief is the action word. Those people who believe will obey. And those who have life in his name, do they suddenly forget about Jesus after they've been saved? No. They look back to their focal point. Jesus is God, and through him, eternal life is received. In evangelism, that is, in sharing the good news with of the message of Jesus to the spiritually lost, the goal is to point people toward Christ. How is this done? Well, that depends on the audience. As in Acts chapter 2, if I were speaking to Jews and I was Peter, I could mention the challenge of disobedience and the importance of listening to God. But what did his lesson lead to? It led to Jesus, who is the king and the one with authority. It is he who will forgive your sins if you turn to him. If I were Stephen and my audience in Acts chapter 7 were those who were accusing me and taking me before the authorities and I had to defend myself, I could mention the history of Israel then using it to prove who Jesus really is, the Son of God, and calling people to repent. 
But if I were Paul and I was speaking to a non-Jewish group, like in Acts chapter 17, 22 through 34, and I was speaking to them, I could talk about the unknown God whom they worshipped. They didn't want to leave one out, did they? And I could explain that actually Jesus is the creator of the universe. I could share with them about the resurrection of Jesus and his message to seek and to save those who would turn to him. So evangelism points people who are spiritually lost to Christ. But if I was talking to known Christians, encouragement is important. And as we are learning on Wednesday night in our study of Hebrews, encouragement has a lot to do with exhortations, pointing people in the right direction. So if I serve the resurrected Jesus, how much encouragement should that give me? Where should that correctly point me? There is a song that goes, it has these words, the way of the cross leads home. When I sing that as a Christian, where am I pointing to? I'm pointing back to Christ. I'm pointing back to his message. His message is what leads us home. Don't give up, Christians, regardless of the circumstances in life you may find yourself in. So when we preach to Christians, where should we be preaching? Back to Christ. Back to his message. It's encouragement. The message of Christ teaches us that Jesus is God's son and he arose from the dead. And those who stay the course by following him and his message will rise from the dead also and have eternal life. The second point, lovingly shared. What type of church sends people? Well, a worshiping church sends people. A devoted church sends. And an obedient church sends. Acts chapter 13, 1 through 3. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was also called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. And what were they there sent to do? They were sent to share the message of Christ. The message that saves those who, are, who would listen and be obedient. Satan's reaction is rather consistent, I must say. You don't have to really guess at what his agenda is. He does not like what happens when people hear and believe the word of God. And we will see and we see this in how various people, opposition parties respond to the true truth of Christ. 
like the persecution from Jewish authorities in Acts chapter 8, verse 1. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. There was persecution from Gentile authorities. The tribune ordered him to be brought into the barracks, saying that he should be examined by flogging to find out why they were shouting against him like this. Acts chapter 22, verse 24. And then there is persecution from non-believers. Now, when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. Acts chapter 17, 23. You see, Jesus sent Paul in Acts 26, 18. Listen to this. Jesus sent Paul to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. That's in reference to Jesus. Acts 26, 18. There needs to be persistence in sharing the gospel of Christ. Not just for the lost, but also for the saved. Does the message change once we're saved? Does the encouragement change? Once we are saved, does that make Satan work any less? Ah, uh -huh, they touch base. They're free. They're safe. No. Are there illnesses to contend with? We know there are. Are there situations you do not understand? Absolutely. We encourage each other to do what? To keep looking to the cross and the reward of heaven. To keep looking to the message that was preached that we need to know and hear and trust in. The message of life in Jesus. When working with a new Christian, how often are they challenged? The marriage, job, health issues, maybe time constraints. Many struggle working on Sundays. This takes them away from the body. Do you realize how much it takes away when you miss any time with the, with the saints, particularly on Sunday? They're very vulnerable in the faith in Christ if their faith in Christ is not strong. Very vulnerable. Who should they re be reminded about? Jesus and his message. What about long-term Christians going through any type of challenges? We're studying this in Hebrews. Dealing with Christians who are mature Christians in the sense of they've been a Christian for a long time, but now they're struggling with going back to another faith, to Judaism. Who should they be reminded about? Jesus and his message. You are saved, but stay strong and do not drift away. Do not be disobedient. Do not fall away. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we fall away. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Much closer attention to what? What we have 
heard the message of Christ. Stay focused on who Christ really is and what he offers. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in time of need. Who sits on that throne of grace? Christ. How did he get there? Well, the message tells us, doesn't it? The obedient Christian needs to remember the message of Christ. It is the focal point. The third point in the church like Christ, spreading the message. It comes with different results. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is a form of, somebody might answer, insanity. Thank you very much. Now, I do not believe this is a fair description of someone who is clinically insane. However, we do look at a person funny when they, for instance, continue to put off paying a bill, hoping that that bill will suddenly go away. We, that's kind of crazy, <laughs> although not clinically insane. We kind of put those things off, and that's, we kind of look funny at that. The Apostle Paul was accused of insanity. In Acts chapter 26, 24 through 25, and as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul says, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. So when we look at the results, one thing that evangelist or mature Christian understands is we know the results that come from sharing the message. And it does not change. We do not expect anything different. People will either accept Christ or they will reject him. We share the good news message with non-Christians. Are there going to be those who repent and live? Yes. Are there going to be those who do not repent? Now, when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. But others says, we will hear you again about this. Acts 17, 32. But what about the body of Christ? Will there be those who turn and struggle listening to the ways of Christ? Maybe they are living wrong. Perhaps they choose a disobedient lifestyle. Do they need to repent and live? Yes. Do they need to refocus their life on the message of Christ? Yes. Are there those who have an obedient faith in Christ? Perhaps they struggle with persecution or some other struggle. Perhaps they struggle with certain doubts. What do they need? They need the Lord. They need the brethren. Do they still need the wonderful message of Christ and the hope that that brings? Yes. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. If we've been brought near by the blood of Christ, who still keeps us near? The blood of Christ. I like butter. 
If you grew up in Iowa, you have no choice but to like butter. It's on everything, every sandwich you can imagine. But if it is made cold, it tends to be difficult to spread. The bread does not respond well. But if it can be applied to a piece of bread that is eager to receive the butter, then the results tend to be more accepted. The church like Christ, spreading the message, same message, lovingly shared, different results. Whatever the situation is in life, it is the message of Christ that needs to be shared with people. It is the message of Jesus that people need to hear. We need to lovingly share the message of Christ. The love may be the actual sharing. Do you realize that? The love itself may be the actual sharing. Satan does not want us to share the message. But the message of Christ must be the persistent message shared. But the reality is, the message does not need to be changed so that we get different results. This is message that God wants shared. We don't change the message. The different results are the reality of sharing the message because of the hearts of those who hear. You may have a need this morning. You may have a concern in your life. You may have a desire 